You are listening to Kingdom Conversations with Oluwashi Yogandana, a podcast sponsored by Pat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Conversations with Oluwashi Yogandana. I know it's been so long. <laughs> it's been like two months, three months. But it's okay, you know, every time I come back here, I always tell you guys, I'm back, I'm back. But I really feel like I'm back for real this time. I don't know. But I'm going to prophesy that I'm back, back for real this time. But I actually have a treat for you guys today. I have a guest with me. Um, She's my sister friend. I'm going to introduce her more later on. I know you guys are wondering what's going on with my waistline, you know, like, what have I been up to? She's, like, trying so hard not to laugh over here. <laughs> but, you know, it's cool, it's cool. Um, so have I been going to the gym? Yes. You know, I actually have. So the week before I went to, um, work out with my friend and we like did stairs. It was like outside. So we did the stairs and then we ran around the track and I almost died twice, but you know, the grace of the Lord is sufficient. I made it through. It was so funny because people would like randomly stop me and tell me how good of a job I'm doing because they could they could see the struggle. <laughs> like literally this one lady was just like, wow, you know, you were just pushing through. I was just watching you. You know, you're doing a great job. And I was like, wow, I look that bad that you were complimenting me. <laughs> and the next day, some guy, like they were playing soccer and he just came up to me. He's like, you're doing so well. Like keep up the good work. And I was just like, wow. I really do look like my struggle, but I made it through. Shout out to my friend Ayabami for helping me um, or working out with me. It was, it's been fun. You know, I'm actually trying to learn how to like running. So it's been fun that she's been helping me with that. Um, and then I went to the gym. I did, you know, some workouts at the gym, you know, squats and stuff. So it's been good. My waistline is good. Now, when it comes to what I eat, on the other hand, um, We'll save that for another day when I'm ready to report myself. But trust and believe, the Lord has been good about that. And fun fact, I actually convinced my parents to stop eating meat. That's been like a plus for me this year. So I think they're about maybe two months into like not eating meat. My older brother hasn't had it in like nine months. My younger brother is still kind of on the fence about what he wants to do. But it's been going well so far with my family and my dad and my mom. And this is a big deal because my parents are African. Like, my dad is, like, a Yoruba man. And you know, like, all they really... Any African guy, I feel like they just really love meat. Like, all the kind of meat. Like, they're ready to consume. So it's been a big deal that they're, like, taking their health more seriously in that regard. Um, so, yeah. That's my waistline for you. What has been in the news lately that... Um, <laughs> yeah, so remember the last time I talked about Snoop Dogg? And I found this really, really funny video of him responding to people not liking the fact that he um, was on this gospel album vibe that he was doing. And literally, that video makes me laugh so hard. I don't know where I'm going to put it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find the voice recording and be able to put it on this podcast. But if I do, oh my gosh, I'm definitely putting it on here. It was hilarious. And since that time, I've just kind of learned to like, I've actually had a lot of thoughts about people doing gospel albums, you know, I've, I've, I've grown in that thinking, but I still think that there's still a standard and, um, I don't know, the Lord would just come for the ones that are after him. And we just have to make sure that we focus on our walk and we educate the masses about what the Lord requires of us because there is still a standard for holiness, regardless of whatever people are going through. And we are held high to that standard. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, Drake just dropped an album last night, and all the Christians and all everybody is just loving it. I haven't listened to it. I don't know if I'm going to listen to it. I've been struggling. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've been going through it, like, music and stuff. Uh, but I'm going to talk that, about that more when I put my guest on here. So, yeah, I just wrapped you guys up for five minutes. So let's introduce my guest. My guest is my sister friend. I met my beautiful, she's so beautiful, my beautiful friend, Karen Chinjo my freshman year of college, and we've been friends ever since, and we actually grew into sisters, and now we're sisters. She's part of the group called Darks. I'm going to have the other members in here at some point, Rachel, Adriana, Debbie. So it actually goes Debbie, Adriana, Rachel, Karen, and Shay. And we're just a group of five women who are committed to one another and committed to our relationship with Jesus. We're intentional. We, like, pray fast together. 
Um, but yeah, Karen has her blog. She's a woman of God. Like you, you can't take that. She's a woman of God. And I just really love that about her. She's intentional. She's hardworking. She's been inspiring me from the moment I met her. And so I'm so glad that she's like my first guest on this podcast. Did you know you were my first guest on this podcast? I didn't. Yeah, you are. So Karen is my first guest. So everyone welcome Karen. I'm going to try to insert fake applause here. <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Hey guys, my name is Karen uh, Twinjo, I guess. Um, you so, guess. <laughs> I go by my middle name on the internet a lot, which is Karen Yango, and that's mm-hmm. also my website, KarenYango.com. I'm really excited to be on Shady's podcast because I listen to all her podcasts. It's great, and it's going to go bigger and better by the grace of God. So yes. I'm just super excited to be on here today. Yes, welcome officially to Kingdom <laughs> Condos with Oluwasha Yogandana. Um, so like, how are, you, how, are you, how are you? Like, how are you doing? What's your day been like? My day has been pretty good. Today's Friday, by the grace of God. Um, I actually slept in pretty late today. Yeah. More than I would have wanted to, but it's been good other than that. I had a really good quiet time. Um, so I'm having a good day. Yesterday was like a weird day. So when I woke up this morning, I was like, we're not doing this. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a good day. Yeah. I have peace. I have joy. So let's go. Let's clean um, it. So yeah. That's good. So, you know what we're talking about today, right? We're talking about... You want to tell them what we're talking about? We're talking about toxic relationships. Yes. This is such a weird topic. Very. But I've been with you through (laughs) through it. And so, I I know what's going on. But I kind of feel like if we share this kind of a topic with women, um, I'm praying that some of you are brave enough to leave those uh, toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And you see the light of God. And so we're not just here to gossip, you know, like we're here to actually encourage you to take that bold step of faith and be obedient to the word of God. Absolutely. Um, so like, when did you get saved? Are you saved? Yes, very much so. Okay. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Yes. Um, so I actually got saved like my sophomore year at a conference. So my sophomore year. Shout them been, out, you know, give yes, them the plug. Bethel Campus, Campus Fellowship, Fellowship mm-hmm. UCF, yes, yeah. um, it's a great campus fellowship. Um, so yeah, I got uh, saved around, I would say it was probably like uh, March of, what year would I have been? 2015. Mm-hmm. So I got saved around March 2015, and um, so after I got saved, I really didn't do anything with that. Like, I'm just going to be very honest. I couldn't go to the campus fellowship because I had class during that week. I was not plugged into a church, so I didn't have any guidance per se like mentorship accountability right i didn't have a community or accountability or mentorship and that can be very dangerous for a new believer um so i just kind of did my own thing i opened my bible when i wanted to i closed it when i wanted to um and so that went along for probably about a year and a half and i would say i didn't truly walk in my salvation and really surrendered my life to christ until about it was my june Spring of my junior year. So what year would that have been? That'd be spring of 2016. So that's about like a year afterwards. And that's when I truly started walking in the fullness of God. Awesome. So I actually posted on Instagram that people should ask us questions about this. And shout out to my older brother because he's such like, he's literally like my hey. biggest supporter. And he, uh, yeah, he asked some questions for us. And then he sent this. It's so cute. He said, become best friends with your baby sis if she's annoyed, if she's an anointed woman of God. (laughs) He's literally so cute. Like, I really love my older brother, Tamide. He's going to be a guest on here. We have a podcast in the works um, for both of us. Uh, But yeah, I just wanted to say that because he's just, he's amazing. Amazing. Like, great guy. But thank you for sharing that um, about your salvation. And I think it's so important. People really don't. I got a question about accountability this week, and people don't really get the importance of it sometimes mm-hmm. because we are just trained our whole life to be independent. Yeah. Like, they're literally, like, grow up and just be able to have your own. Yeah. Like, be able to do things on your own. You know, everything, like, we're trained to do is independence, but that's not really how it is in the real world or in the kingdom of God. Like, mm-hmm. accountability is so important. Yeah. Mentorship is so important. Like, intentionality. Like, all these things are so key to having your walk with God actually work. Yeah. You know? And sometimes people, like, they fall out because they don't have any of these things. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, people are fake. People, are, I'm like, no. Find the right people and plug in. Yeah. So, I really love that you shared that 
with us. So as I said, our topic is toxic relationships. And, you know, it doesn't have to be just romantic. It can be platonic also. I've had a platonic toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, you've obviously had, um, I don't know if I want to say it's toxic, but it wasn't beneficial to you. It wasn't um, toxic maybe in the way that some people would think, think about, about it, it, but right. it wasn't valuable for my walk with God. So it's right. toxic. Toxic, right. Yeah. And um, it was emotionally toxic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and guys, like, me and Karen were sisters, so I'm all up in her business because she's allowed me this access to be all up in her business. So, like, I'm not being super nosy or super rude <laughs> or anything like that. This is my sister. But I really just wanted her to come on here and share um, with you all. Like, this is important, ladies. Yeah. We need this. So my first question to you is, at what point did you realize your relationship was not beneficial? Mm -hmm. okay. Actually, no. You want to just walk us through like, okay, sure. And, you know, we're not going to put anybody's names out there or nothing Absolutely like that. Not. Like, no. Uh, we're not doing that. But she's going to share with us <laughs> that relationship and all of that. So, essentially, the relationship came after... So, this was probably nine months prior to being saved, right? Yeah. So, I mean, no, nine after, months after being saved. Yeah. So, this was the beginning of my junior year. I mm -hmm. wasn't looking for nobody because I wasn't that type of person that thought that she would find Bay in college. Mm -hmm. Like, I just didn't... It didn't make sense to me. So, I really wasn't looking at anybody. Um, so, I just met that person... And so we just started talking, whatever that means. Now, let me, whatever that means to you, I don't know. Um, so we just I think start, talking is like talking every day. Yeah, like talking every calls, day. Calling. No, I didn't do FaceTime. No. Oh, you did no, it? No, no, no. Oh, no. but you guys texted every day? Texted. And like they would flirt through Yeah, text. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how, mm -hmm. talking. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we talked and that lasted for about uh, three months. And then I broke up with him. And the devil knew what he was doing because then I got back with him you wouldn't even call it a breakup because we were just talking but anyway i said i don't want to talk to you anymore but then after that i think i got back with him and kept talking to him and then like january of that year i'd say we made it official and then three months after yeah because like karen came into the house with it with no outfits <laughs> what remember when my brother came my brother was in that apartment and you had like a new outfit and you're like yeah you're going out and me and, me oh. and rachel like really put you on blast in front of my older brother oh my you remember that oh my goodness so she, was, yes, she wasn't trying to tell us that, that. You, you didn't tell us that you guys got together no, I didn't. See, yeah and, i would not do that today y'all exactly See, and I was just, and we, we start, I started a new outfit. I was like, what are you doing? Like, I could just, I could just sense it. Yeah. I could just sense something was going on. Yeah. So then we dated, like, officially for about three months, and then we broke up. Mm. She's been so dramatic right here. She plays too much. But my question for you is, let's go back to that talking stage, because okay. I, I, I remember those talking moments. Yeah. And I remember, like, when you broke up, you came home and you were upset. Like, your heart was super heavy. You actually, Is this, I like, think, with the official breakup? No, the first, oh, the the first, first time, time, like, okay. the one in the fall, like, yeah. right before Thanksgiving or something right. like that. You came home and you were super upset. Your heart was heavy. You had been crying before we all got home. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, thinking to myself, like, why is it so deep? You know what I mean? But can yeah. you just explain to us, like... The emotional attachment that you feel when you are talking to someone, because like really to you that was like a legit, like it was like yeah. you guys were in a whole full blown relationship right. was how you were like feeling, yeah, because you were upset. And I remember yeah. thinking to myself like, why is she crying? Like, yeah. <laughs> she didn't understand. I didn't understand. <laughs> no, the official one. I was mad. Yeah, I was mad. I was mad yeah. at that official one. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, but the first one, I was just like, I don't get it. It yeah. wasn't. But that talking stage, like, I kind of get it now because yeah. I've, you know. Right. So, like, what was the emotional part that made you feel like, whoa, like, I actually have to shed tears over this situation because right. you were just talking, right? Like, right. you know. So, I would say it depends on the person, but for me, and it's certainly something I would advise now, which is why emotional purity is so important. Like, mm -hmm. not just guarding yourself physically, but emotionally. You can't share too much information with someone too early on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's how our relationship was. Like, I shared way too much information, and he shared way too much information. So, that creates an emotional bond that really should have taken like a year and it was within three months and now yeah. you're splitting that so yeah. it's like really hard yeah and so i would say it was because we were so emotionally intimate that um it was harder to like break that yeah um yeah which goes to emotional yeah pain. and that's so that's so real yeah because like sometimes it's just like and all of us would sometimes like honestly like a lot of people that are virgins and stuff you're all emotional prostitutes and i say this because i like i know how it feels like i know how it feels to like share like deep parts of yourself with people and then you just walk around them and like 
they don't exist to you anymore. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Like, and I even say emotional prostitutes to be too. funny, but that's really what it is. Like, yeah. you even friendships. Like, some of you, you can't keep friends, and so everybody knows the deepest part of your heart. Yeah. And these people have information about you that really should be kept for someone that you're intimate with mm-hmm. in every other way of life. Yeah. And so, like. We're walking around, yeah, I talked to him, I talked to him, like, oh, that's my ex-best friend, that was my ex-best friend, like, everybody's your ex-something, and just, like, as believers, we need to be, like, discerning, you know, like, I talk about how Karen's my sister friend, like, I'm not going up and down here sharing, like, the deepest part of me with everyone, like, Dark's members have access to a part of me that the average friend does it, and that's just what it is. And some friends have more access than others. Yeah. And the reality is that you can't be out here sharing your entire like life, your yeah. entire thoughts with people that you're not committed to. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, they're walking around this earth knowing so much about you, uh-huh. and it's like it's just. It hurts yeah. knowing that someone knows that part of me that I don't really want them to know. Yeah. Because you can use that information however you will. Yeah. You know? And so I just think it's so important that you said that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's fast forward to the relationship. Okay. Um, when did you realize that, okay, this is actually not good? Okay. So I realized this is the first day I met this person. <laughs> oh, so the red flag was red. Yes. Um, and I it actually, was very red. It was very red, and I really do believe that a lot of girls get into situations where they know they weren't supposed to get into. Um, God is real, and He will tug on your heart, and He did that the first day I met this person. But because I I feel like I was I wasn't obedient like I am right now, mm-hmm. right? So I just pushed the feelings away, and I listened mm-hmm. to other people around me. Mm-hmm. Not that you should listen to other people, but you need to. Un- you yeah, because to- we definitely hyped you up. Well, I mean, no, they definitely did. Uh, hold, hold, hold up. Some, some of us hyped you up more than other people. Absolutely. Some uh, of us because I, I remember I was trying to fight homeboy like yeah. at some point <laughs> during this time. No, we're not really fight him. Yeah. But, you know, remember that night I had the conversation yeah, yeah. for like I an remember. hour? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like some of us were hyping her up more than others. And yeah. also like we're all not really like intentional about right. that. We just thought it's cute. Yeah. Let's like, you know, this is so great. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I need to pray on this. Yeah. And who are you? Like, what is your story? Like, right. those are the questions I ask now. Like, I have to watch you. I just don't let anyone, like, say, oh, yeah, we're together. Like, you're together mm-hmm. for what? Absolutely. Like, what are we, sis? Yeah. You know, but then we definitely, like, we're like, oh, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are cute. Oh, like, hard we're, eyes. This is just, we were all essential. And this is why it's so important to have mentors. And even now, like, I have friends that are ahead of me. Yeah. That are friends that are not ahead of me. But you have to have a variety because yeah. I feel like back then, and I don't blame anyone because back then, honestly, we were all very, like, we weren't as intentional about our walk. We mm-hmm. knew that we loved God, but we were almost all at the same level. Yeah. So because of that, like, someone wouldn't rise up and be like, mm, you know, I don't this and eventually that happened yeah there was a certain period where like god was just propelling the growth you know and yeah but at the beginning it was like i wasn't really feeling it but like i had a big hype crew and i was like (laughs) i mean this is low-key cute like i didn't think too much i really didn't think too much about it and so i would say the when i knew that it was toxic was from the first was from the jump and i would say if you're in a relationship right now that's toxic no one needs to tell you it is. You really do. You know it is. And yeah. so, like, you have to trust your in- instincts. Um, but I just kept going along with it. But I would say, you know, the closer you get, the more toxic it can become because yeah. it affects you more. Yeah. So eventually, like, once you get in the relationship, one month, two months. And then I started getting really plugged into church. So I will also say when I first met him, this was probably, like, a week before I was going to go to my church. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I was the way I met him, I was actually coming back but from Ross. Boy, yeah. Because I went to Ross to buy church clothes. Wow. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the bus stop meeting. Yeah, so I met him like a week before I got plugged into church. Now, um, when I started going to church, because I didn't know that many people, so I would just go, yeah. whatever, whatever. But when I started getting... Like, Road track. Yeah, when I get started really getting plugged in, I mean, literally every week, I would be crying for my preacher, like, sir, yeah, preaching. <laughs> so and he did say nothing about relationships. <laughs> I look left and right. No one's crying, but I'm here worshiping, bursting, tears, <laughs> red eyes. And I was like, what is this? And so I felt convicted all of the time. Aww. And it's uh, through that where I was just like, God, I like, you know, you get to a point where it's just like, you just can't do it. And I was yeah. starting to lose sleep. And I like my sleep. That's literally our motto in, like, our apartment. <laughs> we don't lose sleep over anyone no. or any situation. No. Like, we t- 
if you came to 2.38 or 7, was it 7.46? Yeah. We were asleep at like 11, except for Debbie. Debbie would be like a night out. But yeah. like, we really were like very disciplined about our sleep time. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we don't lose sleep over anyone. So when I started losing sleep, I was like, no, this cannot continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that first, that first moment you knew, did you share with anyone that, Hey, this could be like, this is toxic. Like from the beginning. Yeah. Well, not from the beginning. I would say around the time where I started being like, Oh my gosh, this needs to let go. People were starting to ask me really like questions. And I'm like, yeah. what? So I remember my, our friend Rachel, it was like two weeks before I broke up with my boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she was asking me, like, all these questions, like, oh, how are you doing? Like, how is this work? And she never would ask me questions like that. So in my mind, I was like, fine. Did she have a dream? She did have yeah. a dream. <laughs> so she was like, but at the moment, I didn't know that. So yeah. she was, like, asking me all these questions, like, it's fine, you know? And um, it was really funny. And I was like, oh, what does this girl know that I don't know? Um, and so as we got closer to that, I just kept feeling like, oh my gosh, it's not okay. And I remember even texting Shay. And for me, the question I had for her was like emotional, emotional purity. Cause mm-hmm. it was gotten to a point where my emotions were just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that that wasn't like, if God had a relation for me, it wouldn't be like that. It's Funny like, thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. Did I ever tell you like what the Holy Spirit told me like the week before you asked me? I don't know. I don't think I, I think I like slid it in the text. Cause I didn't know how to like, I, I didn't know how to confront, um, oh, Ben. Yeah, because I didn't know what was going on. Like, yeah, Rachel yeah. was, like, asking on her own because, like, we just didn't know what was right. going on at that point. Like, we just, like, saw, yeah. you know, you guys whenever. But I remember, like, I was in my room on a Saturday, and this was, like, actually what they're doing. And I was just like, yikes. So not going to do that. Yeah. But, um, and then you came up to me with the question that yeah. it was a Tuesday. Yeah. And I had oh, that wow, thought on Saturday. Yeah, it was a Tuesday because you were texting me. I th- I'm pretty sure, I think I was in the library or something, you were texting me about this. And I just thought to myself, like, dang, like, was always like trying to say something more and i just kind of wanted to say that because like i don't know if i would have ever said anything if karen hadn't come to me with that yeah but as a friend when the lord is talking to you because the lord used to report all of my friends to me through dreams through like through questions like i'm not i'm not i wish i was lying like i like you know um angelica was saying shout out to um joe dallas's podcast Mm -hmm. uh what is it called the vault vault yeah um shout out to the vault you know check them out on apple podcast she was saying on the group chat on the pep chat she was like yeah you know you guys were this black spiritual house or something for courtyards i need to find the exact quotes or whatever (laughs) but that's really like how it was for for like we we would have people come in there and would like be mentoring people really like with our words and things like that at, in courtyards. That was God. And so it was God because yeah. remember we asked the Holy Spirit to live there with us yeah. like every single time we moved. And so I remember like people would come to me and they would be telling me things that the Lord already showed me about them. Mm. And I just couldn't really say like, oh yeah, Holy Spirit, I didn't put that you. <laughs> and so like when you reached out to me, I think also the Lord sharing that with me prepared my mind for something possibly like that happening. Yeah. And so the moment you reached out to me, I was not going to hold back. Right. Because that was my opportunity. Like, was just, you know what? That was my opportunity to like do what I was like a little iffy not because i was scared of you but i just didn't yeah. know how to how do you bring that up to yeah, someone that's hard you know like yeah. how do you bring that up and so when when um that week you asked me questions i was like yes thank god like i can mm-hmm. i can finally be my like you know my door. yeah and so the holy spirit actually tells you about your friends if you're really pray for them if yeah. you're intentional with them yeah don't hold back don't do what i did and wait three days four days <laughs> or maybe i needed to just know in another for when the question came yeah i was ready and so, yeah, you were talking about Rachel and the questions she was asking before I interrupted. Oh, yeah. She was just asking me all these questions. And then I remember texting Shay about that question, like she just said. And then she, like, explained to me all these things. And, um, yeah. And then after that, I was kind of sold, like, yeah, this is this is a no. Um, yeah. Yeah. And did the Lord, like, tell you, like, even though you already knew from the beginning, like, mm-hmm. this is a no. Did the Lord tell you um, anything in that time like did you have any mentors now talk to you or do you have any dreams yourself because the lord is not going to start telling your friends things if he hadn't told you first absolutely that's not how he works so for me and i don't even know if i've ever explained this but one reason why i knew like this needs to stop i mean it was also like it was not a godly relationship physically and emotionally but i remember just being on my bed once and i was dreaming i don't know if i was dreaming i was just it was late at night and I just couldn't fall asleep. And I remember God literally telling me, 
you know, you're not going to fulfill everything that I've destined for you with this person. He's mm-hmm. literally going to hinder you from places that you need to go. And it's going to ruin your witness. There'd be places and platforms that you cannot step onto because you have chosen this person by your side. And so for me, it was like bigger than just, oh, lovey-dovey. Like it was like, for me, it was for purpose, for mm-hmm. the sake of my destiny, for the sake of what God, the plans that God had for me here. And so I was like, no, I cannot play with this. And I think that's why now I'm just so passionate about purpose. And also just making sure that whoever I align myself with is moving in the direction that God has asked me to move into. Um, because that was a big deal. That's when my eyes was like, oh my goodness, like, what am I doing? This is not just about me. This is about my children. This is about like the calling that God has over my life and I can't just play games with it. And so that was probably like a month even before I broke up with him. Um, because it was still hard to do that. And I remember once I saw that vision, I told God, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this by myself. So literally either we're going to figure this out and this is going to become all of a sudden like a godly relationship or this person is going to be taken away from my life. Yeah. But you're going to need to help me. Yeah. And he did. So, yeah. No, that's so real. And the, the what Angelica actually said, she was like, "This uh, your place was the black Christian woman headquarters in uh, headquarters in courtyard because <laughs> she just comes up with funny things like that all the time." But I just wanted to make a point because, like, my older brother also like told me that before. He was like, "Half the time, like, not even half the time, it's like if you don't start a relationship on a godly path, you can't really ever convert it into one. Like, only one person is gonna be interested in doing that, yeah, and the other person is just not." And so he's just always like, yeah, if you guys can start on the right foot in, um, seriously, and both people are not on the same page, you can't ever convert into a, you know, a godly relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so funny that you shared that because that was actually a truth that you had to go through. Yeah. Because now when it came to breaking up, what did you, like, what was your process? Because you said you couldn't do it by yourself. Yeah. And I couldn't do it for you. Yeah. I mean, I could have because I'm ratchet. <laughs> like, I could have been like, yeah, no, it's over. Yeah. Um, I remember... So the day that I broke up with him, I didn't actually plan on doing so. <clears throat> it was actually April Fool's Day. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Tired of you. Oh my gosh. It was this is planet. such a caring thing to do, fam. <laughs> this is such a caring thing to do. So essentially what happened, I was just like, yeah, I can't be doing this whole like ungodly thing anymore. So if you want to break that part, and of course I'm talking about sexual immorality, right? So I was like, you want to break that part, that's cool. Um, but if not, deuces. Yeah. I didn't say it like that. I said it in a kind of a nicer way, but yeah. I was very serious. Like, this is a no. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, no, I don't think that's going to work for me. And at, the, at, the, at that point, I was so hurt uh, for a moment. And then like months down the line, I'm like, Jesus, that is the best no I've ever gotten in my whole entire life. <laughs> Till this day, it's the best closed door I've ever had. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes you make decisions and at that certain point, yeah. it hurts, but you have to trust God because yeah. God had been very clear to me. So I couldn't be willy nilly about, you know, being friend with my decision. It was yeah. like, no word, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, yeah. I can't displease God in this way anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just like, okay. Yeah. Mm, that's so deep. Wow. You said that's the best no you've ever gotten? It's the Can best you say it again for the people in the back? I don't think they heard that. It's the best no I've ever gotten. When you make your values known to a guy yeah. and he's not coming on board, yeah. Karen said it's the best no that you could ever get. Absolutely. Because God is protecting you from something. Yeah. Like, like you rightly said, like. No one is ever worth disobeying God for. Yeah. It's never going to be that good. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, no one is yeah. literally worth God's best for you. Yeah. And that's really what you experienced in yeah. your um, in your life. Like, it was just like, you're not, I'm not going to lose out on God's best mm-hmm. because of this. It was not even like, like, what, like, what? Okay, so also, this was college. Like, what did we have in college? Let's start there. That, like, anyone could be worth God's best for you at that point, you know? Yeah. Not that there's ever any situation where anyone could be worth God's best for you. Yeah. But, like, what could you possibly be offered at that time in our lives yeah. that could be, like, comparable to what God has for you? Yeah. You know, and that's such a question that we all need to ask each other where we want to compromise. Yeah. Now, I was talking about how, like, I don't know if I want to listen to Drake's... Uh, <laughs> Album when the Lord has clearly told me to cut off the ratchet music, yeah. Um, and he's also like he's part of my, you know. There's just some of them I just can't listen to at this point, and so he's part of them. And like I'm not trying to hate on Drake enough, and like mm-hmm. I'm sure you know he's blessing some people's lives mm-hmm. with whatever he's doing, but he's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And I just have to really think to myself like just because everyone is hyping it up on even Christians, just because they're hyping it up on Twitter, on Instagram, and he you know he give out cash to people like that's great, 
but is it worth me disobeying what God has told me to do? No. You know, and so that's just like a reality that I think you have to work through. And yeah. I also have to work through in different areas of my life. Yeah. You know, thinking and really living out that question. Yeah. And I think also sometimes it's because we don't see what God has for us that yeah. we're just like, oh, we just think what we have at that moment is basically going to, because I felt like that. I just felt like what I had in that moment was going to be, you know, around average of what I would have the rest of my life. Like, yeah. I just didn't have really big expectation. Yeah. Because I really didn't know the God I was serving. Yeah. But once you really start studying your word and you start having um, a relationship, an intimate relationship with God, you know that it's, it's he's so much bigger than you could have possibly imagined. Yeah. And your life will be so much better than you possibly can even imagine and envision. Yeah. But you have to be obedient. I think that's the first thing. You just yeah. have to be obedient. That's the only thing, for real, for real. Yeah. I read this verse today. It's in First Samuel. Uh, no, it's actually an Acts, but I was talking about David and David's stories in First Samuel. And mm-hmm. God was literally telling David, like, hey. No, he was telling people about David and he was like, yo, David is like a man after my own heart. Because he does what I want him to do. Yeah. What is that saying? He's obedient. Yeah. What was the person before him doing? Disobeying left and right. Taking things that God didn't tell him to take. Doing things the Lord has reserved for prophets to do. Mm -hmm. Like Saul's disobedience was crazy. But God literally loved David. Like he said, you are a man after my own heart. David messed up. Yeah, he did. Even with this obedience thing with God, he messed up. But if you really see what David would do every time he messed up, like, bro... You remember when Nathan came and told him the little story about the man and the sheep and all yeah. that stuff? And yeah. it was like, whoa, like, this is me. I repent. Yep. Saul, on the other hand, was like, well, because Prophet Samuel, you didn't come. So I, I had to do what I had to thing. do. The people yeah. were telling me. And it's just like, fam, uncle, sister, obedience to God is so key. And you can't be obedient to God and be disobedient to your parent. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's just what it is. Yeah. Or your guardian, or whoever the Lord has placed in your life to mentor you, or you know, who are you submitted to? Yeah. And I just think it's so important that um, you bring that up. So that's so good. So was there um, any moment where he wanted to like reconcile, or like you wanted to reconcile, and or did like that conversation on April Fool's Day was that like enough? Like was that like the ending point? Like did you? I love how Shay's asking these questions because she already knows the answer. Okay, so there was that period where I was like, oh, we can be friends. First of all... Oh, my God. She was not... She was totally against this, but she was, you know, trying to support me as a friend. Um, for everyone that is listening out here, you cannot be friends with your ex-boyfriend. But do we believe in the ministry of blocking people? Like, we when we in the ministry Because that's people. the gospel. Because after all, like. this person was blocked on my phone. Glory. Um, and then deleted. Um, mm-hmm. So... And you know they kind of deleted that like Apple doesn't tell you that when it when they hit you up they don't hit you with the maybe this person you know oh, like, yeah. you're doing that was not fair <laughs> and they're like oh this might be no nah. like yeah. you literally have to like cut them off yep Facebook done mm. um, yeah anything done. else yeah um so yeah so I had that phase I would say it was about like four months it was like a good four months um where oh, it was time like, of your life seriously. Mm. Uh, where I was like trying to be friends and the reason why it was because okay first you have that whole idea that oh maybe like God will change them and then we can oh yeah did you take this person Huh? Like, did you help this person, like, grow in Christ? Like, were you trying to do the dating ministry thing? Like, that whole missionary dating thing? Yeah, yeah. Was that you? Work. That was me. That was me. I was, I will make this person my project. They won't know the Lord. Um, so, essentially, even after we broke up and we, like, um, were trying to be friends or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it certainly wasn't that I didn't rebound, bounce back to him or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it was just, like, it was just toxic because it's, like, I think he had an idea that I didn't. So after a while, I was done. Like, in my head, it was over. But with him, I think he thought there was a chance there because I opened that door to friendship. Mm-hmm. And so that can pose a lot of issues in terms of just even, like, toxicity for that, that person. So I would definitely not recommend being friends. I say just cut it off. If it's really the Lord's plan for you guys to be together, He let him do the work. Like, the God will align it back, blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to do all that nonsense of trying to be friends. I really don't recommend it. Um, So, after about four months, um, it was just, even as a friendship, it was toxic. Mm -hmm. So, after that, like, four-month period, I was like, no, like, I really deserve more than this. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would consider, I'm definitely a sinner, but I would consider myself a person that has heart for people. Mm -hmm. And so, once I realized that it was kind of being abused, like, my niceness and my heart was being abused, I was like, nah, this is not going to work. Yeah. Um, And so, I just cut 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I really like, bruh, you guys need to be comfortable with blocking people. Mm-hmm. You That feature is on the phone for situations like this. Like, I just watched this video on Instagram last night, and the guy was like, don't block them, say them as don't pick up number one. Oh. Don't pick up number two. <laughs> but no like I really do think that in certain situations you really do have to block them because you can get ideas when you're feeling lonely you can get ideas when you're feeling like you maybe you're on Bella Niger for too long Mm -hmm. because we know we have this habit of watching wedding videos on Mm -hmm. YouTube like you know we're like oh that's so cute oh my Mm -hmm. gosh like we do all that you know and then you leave your computer like oh dang I'm alone like I'm alone like no where's the beta you know and that those things don't help because those are the moments that you can fall a prey to your thoughts. Yeah. And then you start texting them like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know? Like, I, I've talked to someone before and I didn't have to, like, block their number because, mm-hmm. like, there wasn't, like, it was it just, was like, deep. it was cool, yeah. you know? But, like, I'm not about to let you hit me back up the way, like, you, like that's just, yeah. that's dead. I'm not available. Yeah. You <laughs> just like, can't leave, like, I always, and you can't door leave open. A open door for the devil to yeah, work. Yeah, because my right. man's going to kick that thing in. He's not yeah. my man. But the devil's going to kick that thing in and try yeah. to come in. Yeah. Like, they used to say also in my, like, culture or whatever, that you can't eat with a, with a long spoon with the devil because he's going to mm-hmm. drag you. That's going to drag you in. Mm-hmm. And it's just so real. Like, you just can't leave an open door. Yeah. At any point in life. So, um, what, would, what do you have to say for the sister who is, currently in that season of let's just be friends like i know you said like don't do it but like can you give her practical steps like besides blocking and how to like protect her heart um i'm like what, sh- what can she do like yeah she can block him but what if she has to still see him every day mm, okay you know i would say number one uh surround yourself with people that are gonna help you through this like i had really good friends and some of my friends were easier with the blocking than others but in general um <laughs> yeah because I, I was quick with it. Yeah, some of them were very fast. Oh, when I talked to him, that perfect. Um, so I was in surround Yeah, with- girl, because I wasn't going to talk to nobody in the first place. Yeah. So I would say surround yourself with accountability. Yeah. Um, like I say, physically block them. Yeah. Um, and then just also go into prayer a lot. I remember this time, my relationship got really good because I was really in prayer about, like, God, you need to be my strength. Because yeah. I'm not, like, emotionally you know, strong enough to do this. And I remember I was talking to one friend and she showed me that verse in Ephesians where it's like, we're not fighting with flesh and bone. Yeah, we're fighting 620, with, I think. Yeah, we're fighting with like, um, principalities and powers and, and the so rulers of the know, darkness. Like, the devil's trying to distract you in that seemingly friendship that he's placing around you. And I remember, um, uh, this person, because <laughs> I had this whole missionary dating idea, I brought him to my church. So this person to this day still goes to the same church as me. Um, so I get to see So them. you didn't have to leave church? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Let me explain you to you something. God positioned me at this church. Mm-hmm. I believe God has chosen leadership over me at this church. Mm-hmm. And there was no way that I would let anyone sabotage what God was doing at that mm-hmm. period. Um, I don't think that is for... There have been situations where I do understand people leaving their church but that should how you should communicate a lot with your pastors if you're going to make a decision like that i would say in general there's no necessary need for you to leave your church Mm -hmm. um it's going to take a lot of physically blocking the person in a sense of if i see you i'm not about to say hi to you yeah like Um, how are you like i don't care yeah yeah so like doing stuff like that i'm not hurt i just it just it doesn't help what does that help me do yeah and there's so many other people in church that you can speak about. And then I would say there's some people also, they were like in the same friend group mm-hmm. oh, as, you know, and that's yeah. really hard. I didn't have the same friend group as this person. But what I think I you did a good job with like the, well, on my end, uh-huh. I feel like you did, I just wanted to compliment you. You did a good job with the boundaries. Like I always knew that homie was never about to be like my close, close yeah. friend. Because some people really do that. Like they yeah. really invite like, not saying that, I really feel like you should only invite your friends into like, a close friendship with your your significant other when you guys are married. Yeah. But like, you did a good job of making sure like we always just like cool like hey what's up like yeah. it wasn't like a we know so much about your life now right. like you know you you did you did good in that sense yeah. and I think a lot of people don't do that yeah. they're just like oh we're all just gonna kick it together and then like yeah. the group divides yeah. or really one person takes the group like it's a divorce or something like right. they take the group with them and then now you're feeling lonely now you're just like you know mm-hmm. so good job. But even about feeling lonely, I will say you have to. You have to determine what's important for you. So if in this period you really want to grow your relationship with Christ and really get out of something that's toxic, you might have to be comfortable with being alone for a while. Mm. Um, And 
I mean, that's hard to say, and it, it can kind of feel harder to do. But life is not roses and daisies, and there's going to be times of, um, I would say, times of growth that won't always feel comfortable. I mean, growth is not comfortable. So you might have to get yourself in a situation where you're just not around that friend group or that person. Yeah. And it's only going to be for a short time. Like, God is going to yeah. restore everything that you think you lost, yeah. even more than you lost, yes. you know? He's going to give you so much more. So just putting in your mind, you know what? I want to grow in my relationship with Christ. I want to do better for my life. Um, and being okay when making certain sacrifices, which could be losing some friends yeah. for that season or not talking to that person. But I would always recommend to stay positioned where God has placed you because that's where he wants to grow you. So mm-hmm. if you're in a church with someone and you guys broke up with him, don't allow that person to deter you. Listen, my ex-boyfriend brought his, old, his whole ex-girlfriend to the church during service. Can you imagine? Can you? Let's just... Let's just think about it. And I remember um, that day I looked back and I saw her because she was like really rude too. Like she had said some things about me during our relationship, whatever. <laughs> and so I looked back, I, I looked to the side, corner my eye, I just see Shawnee over there. And I was like, okay. Karen is mad because I actually discovered that. Well, I don't know if she's mad. She's just like annoyed because I actually discovered that. <laughs> so I saw her. You're lucky she's just not speaking French to you guys. I know, right? I love. And so I remember seeing her. <clears throat> And then that verse that my friend has shared with me that you're not finding the question, personality, it just came to my mind. Like, yeah. this is a distraction. Yeah. Um, the devil is trying to deter you from even the message that is yeah, about to you. Yeah, because you're heated. You. Listen, I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I just really had to take time to be like, you know what? This is not worth yeah. my peace, my joy, yeah. and really my life. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you might be hit with stuff like that, but you just have to be... Yeah. continuing your word because yeah. the word is going to encourage you being around people that are going to support you yeah you still you probably still have a friend that you can go to yeah um and really allowing them to support you i would say yeah would and find friends that are so quick to not like the person as quickly as you don't like them anymore if i i'm if i'm probably i don't tell my friends that i've had situations similar to this because i'm so quick to cut somebody off i'm not cardi b but I'm gonna cut somebody off. It if is you're really not helpful acting. though. Yeah, if you like, have friends that are continuing to like kind of pester you about the relationship even after it's done, that's it's not healthy at all. Yeah. And it actually makes it really it makes it a lot harder to get over it. I'm trying to fight people, like yeah. why are you bring this up right like no. Right. So you, you don't player. exist to me. I'm petty. I guys, I don't know if I can say this, but you know you know I unfriended them on the Bible app. Because I'm petty. He was never my friend on the Bible episode. Okay. I was just like, well, I, sorry, I, get, I get that you're highlighting us, but I really don't want to see what you have to talk about. Like, I just feel so bad. But it just, it's because I want to protect my friend. Yeah. And I just feel like that's my responsibility. Yeah. I don't need to be engaged in any way with this person. Like, any form of communication doesn't need to happen. Yeah. Because now I'm knowing things about this person. And it might not be helpful to my friend. And right. Karen had made that clear that... She wanted to cut off communication. So why in the world would, would that, like what would that help this person like help my friend do? Yeah. Like I'm supposed to be in her corner and I take that seriously. Yeah. So like I don't need to know what's going on in your life. I don't know. Like like shout out to you. You get mentorship, you get friends, you have like you're secured in your walk with God. Mm-hmm. Like this person is just you know, they go to church, you're working their salvation out the way they know how. Yeah. But that's none of my business at right. this point because my heart is with my friend. Yeah. And as my heart is with her. I have to do my part to make sure that she doesn't fall back into this. Because she was in sin. That's just what it was. Like, yeah. it, this was not a good relationship. So why would I be trying to edge her on to go back into something that she said was sinful and yeah. was toxic to her? Right. And so I don't get how, you know, you guys be friends. We really out here trying to get your friends back in toxic situations. What kind of, not, that's not God's definition of love. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I would say if you have a friend like I just have a clear conversation Station, because mm-hmm. some people might not be malicious. No, okay. yeah, absolutely. Some people just don't know because they just have a heart for being kind. Mm-hmm. They just want to throw hearts under your comments on IG. Yeah, and so for and me, that's I not mean, life. <laughs> I think what that can also create um, for me the situation was I think when someone has access to your friends, I think that they still may have a little bit of access to you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and definitely. That was certainly, like happened with my own story. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, definitely. I would recommend you sitting down your friend and like seriously, sis, like you, you need to block yeah, this person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, I've been trying to unfollow people. I'm not trying to. I ha- I have <laughs> unfollowed people because you're not benefiting anything. Like you're cool. Like don't get me. Like if I saw you in public, I might say hi. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I'm saved enough to say hi the way I would like to say hi. But 
I don't need to be. I don't need to know what you're up to. It's yeah. just hey, not, how's your life? I don't care. No. I mean, not that I don't care, but <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Okay. I really don't. I'm just. I. I think I'm just that friend in everyone's life. Like, oh, we're done. We're done. I. I mean, I think some people like. Oh, he was my ex-boyfriend. It's Who me cares? For like, Listen, just because I don't talk to someone, that doesn't mean I have malicious intent about yeah, that. Like, because at the end of the day, I'm we we're all losing if one yeah, part, one part of the body is, it's is broken. Weak, yeah. You know? So yes, I do want you to serve the Lord. I do want you to really like walk out your salvation and be better. That's fine. But I can do. I don't have to speak to you in order to have good intent for you yeah. or to be like God. That's your child. Yeah. And take care of him. Yeah. I don't have to have a whole. Conversation. In fact, some people are even so safe to the point where they are okay with praying for these people, and that's like next level stuff like wow like people be talking about they pray for their exes that's great i don't i just don't I, i'm still struggling to pray for all my friend list and so it's just i don't know i just feel like if you're gonna pray for someone don't pray with the heart of we want to get back together because yeah. i think you know that's kind of like hikey how some people really be taking mm-hmm. stuff like this if you really want to pray for someone, pray your heart for them, for yeah. them to actually grow yeah. and experience God the way you have and see the light that you have seen. But like, don't be out here talking about, let me not even go into it. Um, but yeah, no, Karen, thank you. That's like, that was so vulnerable. Like no literally we lived this out together, mm-hmm. sure. you know, and I, it actually made us closer. It did. I would say, like, you're, when you're vulnerable with your friends, it certainly makes you closer. And so yeah. I remember that period. I was just so thankful. I mean, there was a lot of, like, loneliness, but it yeah. wasn't because of my friends. It's just because of, like, what was going Good through on, in my yeah. heart, you know? Yeah. But I just remember... Because there are some details that your friends didn't need to know. Yeah. Um, but I just remember at that moment being very thankful that I had good friends. So definitely pray for good friends because I also think that a lot of people get into nonsense relationship because they don't have good friends. And Karen had good friends and she still And I still get into a nonsense relationship. So that's not completely valid. Because. But having good friends, like I know right now, with the way my friendships are set up and with, with the way my mentorship are set up yeah. and leadership over my life, yeah. I just wouldn't be getting into ah, of nonsense. We don't have time. Sorry, I just spoke here about We don't have time for nonsense. <laughs> right. So, like, being around good friends, and I remember at that time being thankful. Like, that's really, at that time, I was like, wow, God, like, you really brought this friend group together on purpose. It wasn't just like, ah, let's be friends. Like, there was a, there was a lot of intention and purpose in our friendship. So, yeah. I was very thankful for that. Yeah. No, I think Karen was, like, the first friend that I liked to cry on my shoulders. Oh, yeah. I remember you know, that, that was night, really big that for her because, like, the tears she's were falling. a thug. Whatever. <laughs> the tears stuff. fell on my shoulder. And I remember yeah. looking like, wow. <laughs> but my heart was so into, like, what the oh, conversation gosh. was about that I just could not even be distracted by something. So, yeah. But, like, now anyone can cry on my shoulder. I know. Like, I actually so feel it. I've yeah. cried twice on your shoulder now. Twice? Yeah, because of Seekin. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, can we just shout him out? Like. It's about to be a year. Like, no, we love you and thinking, and we just thank God, like, that you were in our lives, that we got to know you. Yeah. It's going to be a year soon. I know. And I was actually thinking about that the other day. Like, it's, I don't like talk about it, actually, Mm -hmm. because I haven't actually, like, I haven't made my peace with it. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, we've gone through so many big moments together, Karen. Like, crazy. And, like, the Lord has so much more in store for us. So much. Like, are you excited? For what God has in store? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like we'll have more stories like this to tell, like not not the stories of like us being like stories of growth, mm-hmm. but not the stories of us making decisions that you we're know that we're not really proud of. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I wanted to go into some of the Q and A questions that we got. Sure. So someone said, "What is the best way to fall in love with the Word of God?" Um, I would say consistency. The first time you open your Bible, it might not be like, it's not going to be like a celebration probably. I mean, because you have to build that muscle of being like, okay, I'm going to get in my word. So I say over time, just continually reading your word and making a decision that I'm not going to just stop reading it because I'm not all the way like hyped about it. You know, no matter what my feeling is, I'm going to read about, I'm going to read my word. Over time, I feel like that really helps. And then you start, once I feel it's just like it with a relationship. Things get a lot sweeter when you form intimacy with that person. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with God. Yeah. I always say, like, do what the Lord tells you. Your emotions and feelings will catch up. Mm-hmm. Like, don't wait for you to feel like doing it before you do it. Yeah. Um, and shout out to the Pet Bible Challenges. If you're really trying to read your word, we got you. Summer challenge. Message us at Pep underscore. We have some challenges going on. Yeah, do where... it with other people helps a lot. Yeah, like, it really does. Because there's accountability. Yeah. 
you know? And so we just really encourage one another to read the Bible every day and we post about it and we just have fun. You see a lot of young people actually doing this. Like literally the society will make you feel like young people are not trying to serve the Lord, but that's a lie mm-hmm. from the pit of hell. You know, people are actually trying to serve the Lord with all of their hearts. Like yeah. their hearts are with God, you know, and it's so crazy. Um, and also someone said, oh, shout out to King Tio. 24. It's actually King T.024. Yeah, I'm about to shout this person out. Follow him. Um, that's my older brother. Um, and he said fellowship with believers, um, you know, often would also help the situation. Yeah. So I guess he was kind of like giving an advice, and that's why he said, and also become best friends with your baby sis if she's in a naughty woman. Oh, God. I see the connection. That, yeah, that's what I think that's what he was trying to say. But shout out to him. Um, and yes, yeah, so we have more questions because. My sister, Morel, sent us questions of her own volition and her own will. <laughs> we definitely didn't force her to do this. Oh, no, of course not. Of course not. Um, she said, how do you know if you're in a toxic relationship? But you kind of like touched on that, talking about the red flag counts. But like, that's a good question, actually. How yeah, do you know? Like, what is, like, what does that look like? Number one, if it's not according to the will of God. So you kind of have to know what God says about a relationship. First of all, a relationship is not marriage. So if you're uh, giving away anything that should be given in marriage, and that's emotionally or physically, then that's a no. It's toxic. And then if it's making you lose sleep, toxic. If it's making you separate from your friends, toxic. 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 How do you say it in French? Toxic. Yes. That. That's very toxic. toxic In fact, oh, toxic budget. (laughs) Ah, oh, toxic, baje. That's really, really toxic. Like a relationship that's putting you away from your community. And I remember yeah. in my own relationship, that was an issue. I just wasn't oh, having yeah. it. We though. stopped seeing you after a while. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh-huh. not in like in a weird way. It was kind of like, where's she? Yeah. She's gone. Yeah, yeah. Where's she? What's it love? And I remember <laughs> I would always be fighting it. Like, no, these are my friends. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm gonna spend time with them. Yeah. But you know, someone is also unhealthy when they're depending too much on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no one's god. You're no one's god. And so you're no one's depend- mom. You're no one's mom. You should. You're not here to. You're not their people, dad. Right. You're not their um, financial advisor. You're not here to fill it. Any you're gaps not. You're that not their. What else are you not for them? You're not their teacher. You're mm-hmm. not. You're, I think the real big one is you're not god. Yeah. And so. Some people don't know that separation. They don't. And so I would say you know that you're emotionally toxic relationship with the person is emotionally depending on you too yeah. much. Because I remember there was things that I could, I'm just like, you could pray about this. Like, you don't yeah. really need me for this. Yeah. Um, so when someone's trying to separate you from their friends, um, from your friends, let's see. When you don't spend enough time with other people, like, yeah. you cannot just be spending time with you and boo-boo. Like, that's just not gonna work. <laughs> Baby like, boo. it's not good in terms of even, like, purity, and it's not good in terms of, how are you gonna know how that person really is when you don't see people. them interact with other people? Yeah. So that's also unhealthy. Yeah. I, say those are some thoughts. I like that. Um, definitely, one sign for me is, if my parents say no, and I'm so pressed. <laughs> Like, I really trust my parents to speak over my life. Like, they're my pastors and my parents. And so, if this person is around me and my parents are like, psych, we don't like this person because of this, this, and this, mm-hmm. take that to heart. Your parents are not haters. How are they going to sponsor your entire life? And then it's when you now want to marry someone that your parents now become haters all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, people are, like, you know how relationships really be messing people up? Yeah. Like, literally, they've sold so much into your life. They know. Like, you know my mom does this thing where, like, she asks me, like, hey, do you want to eat something? I'm like, no, I don't want it. But she makes it for me anyway. And then, like, literally, like, 20 minutes later, I'm like, mom, can I have some? She's like, yeah, of course, I know you. I know you will come back for me. She's, she portioned my part out. Yeah. So if somebody knows me that deep, that I did not know in that moment I was going to come back for some more. <laughs> so you're telling that someone that can know me that deep, all of a sudden, that loses get amnesia when it's not time for me to marry somebody yeah does that make sense and so if someone is pulling you away from your family like dead that that's a no like what? you that's can't you don't go no. to church no more or like they tell you not to pay your tithe or your mm. offering or they don't let you serve Ooh. sister get Ooh. out yeah go sorry sorry run run <laughs> run like for real yeah um so that's yeah so no that list was so comprehensive sis you love it okay <laughs> It's about your woman of God because you've been knowing these things. Um, how do you deal with toxic people that are close to you, like family? Should you end the relationship? If not, how do you manage it? Ooh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. If Actually, it's friends, 
Um, <laughs> she said, she said, just let them go. Let Brady fly. Um, if it's family, I think that's a little bit more complicated, especially if it's like your intimate family. Like this, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking this is like your parent, like your mom, your dad, or your siblings. I would say you have to, you have to create boundaries. You have to guard your heart, but I would not say you're supposed to cut out your family. I think, um, family dynamic is really important. Your parents specifically are really important. Um, whether you agree with them or not, God has ordained them to be leaders over for you. For some reason. For a reason. Yeah. Um, so I would say guard your heart. Really be prayerful so that when they say things, it's not affecting you deeply. Because mm-hmm. you, you're able to do that. It's not everything yeah. that people say that has to affect you and just make your head spin. Mm-hmm. So guard your heart. Be very prayerful. But also continue to bring that into prayer. And I would say one thing is to have hope that it can get better. Because mm-hmm. I think we also sometimes get into this phase, like, that's just how my family is. Mm-hmm. Like, they're always going to be like that. But that's not true. I think yeah. that God has a good plan for families. Yeah. And just be hopeful and try to put your best foot forward in creating, like, a positive atmosphere. And just yeah. keep praying, like, things can change. Like, some yeah. people turn around at, like, 100. It doesn't yes. matter. Like, just being hopeful. And don't let the devil tell you, like, this is how it's always, always going to be. Because yeah. it doesn't have to. I know we both have our testimonies with, like, family. Yeah. Like, you know... Um, my older brother, like, he's, like, super serious, like, Christian. Now, he's going to come here and share his testimony. I'm not take his testimony. But prayer works. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. some of you guys, you talk about how your friends are not saved and it's driving you nuts and all that things, but you don't even pray for them? Yeah. I don't get it. Or some of you guys, you know your friends are not saved, but you refuse to admit that they're not saved, and so you can't pray for your friend because mm-hmm. you haven't admitted to yourself that they're not saved. Yeah. And it's so crazy how, like, we get into this circle of, a cycle of, you know, people are toxic in my life, but you're not willing to do the work to make them not toxic. Right. Like, you owe it to your family to try. Yeah. An ex-boyfriend, you don't. Like, no. Like, like he's not your husband. No. You owe it to your husband to try. Yeah. But boyfriend, date, like, no. I always make this joke that literally in the Bible, it's just you're single or you're married. Yeah. The in-between stuff is noise. Yeah. It is. It's not, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> you know, it's noise, you know. And so if your family member is toxic, I believe in being upfront, but like with discernment. Yeah. I believe in praying. Like prayer does like work. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, everything cannot be prayer, but prayer works, but you also have to take steps. If someone is doing certain things that you find to be toxic, you speak to them about it. If they don't receive the word, Okay, go back into your prayer closet and continue doing the work over there. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says the heart of a man is in the heart of God. And he turns it however he wants to. That means that the Lord can turn their heart to favor you. Or he can harden their heart to continue in their sin. You know, that's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 1. It says the Lord just left them to their depraved minds and they were doing whatever they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if your family member is toxic, talk to God. And don't release that type, the same toxicity back to them. Yeah. That's not going to work. Or don't hold it in and release that to your kids. Yeah. You know? Making like, it a cycle. Yeah. Don't yeah. make... Like, as a believer, it's not for you to do that. So, yeah. um, I really love this conversation, sis. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having um, me. Thank you for, like, pushing me out of my, my comfort zone to, like, bringing these mics over here. Oh, gosh. That was so, like, important for me. <laughs> Um, and I really love that we had to have this chat. We got to have this chat. Um, and by the way, like, we're not saying, like I said, we're not saying that the ex was a terrible person. No. He just wasn't for caring. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, your ex is not a horrible person. I'm, you know, they're just probably not for you. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't for the 20, 21 year old Karen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you just have to make those decisions for yourself. Like who do you want in your life and how are they benefiting your relationship with God? Yeah. And I would just also just say one thing, don't hold bitterness or anger towards that situation in your life or that, um, Oh, that person understand that when you're obedient to Christ and you just walk according to God, he's going to turn everything around for your good. I learned so many valuable lessons from being in that situation um, because I allow God to shift my perspective and to make it good for me right now. So don't be like, oh my gosh, like I already messed up. Like, oh, nothing is ever going to happen. Like, I remember getting out of my relationship and be like, I'm never going to have a good relationship. Like, literally, the devil is a lie. The devil is absolutely a liar. God's going to turn everything around for your good. 
Um, just be obedient. To him. And he's going to have the person he has for you come at the appointed time. Yeah. But you have to leave that toxic relationship for the real person to show up. Mm-hmm. I've heard testimonies of people like, yeah, you know, I left this relationship and seven days later I met my husband. That does not mean that they married them seven days later. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you see homie at church or something like, you know, and then you guys vibe for like a year and you yeah. get married. But really, like, I know people who've shared that, that, that testimony, mm-hmm. you know. So if the relationship is toxic, it's not the best for you. And I really hate when people go into those kind of relationships they have kids it doesn't work out and now the next generation is affected yeah so please 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 if you're in a situation and karen's gonna pray over us if you're in a situation that you know the lord is calling you out of and even if you you don't hear from god and your parents are calling you out of it that's god speaking to you sis get out or your mentors are calling you get out like leave you are better alone than you are with someone who is not for you yes and I know we're dropping out the gems now that it's an hour in, but you know what? It's facts. You're better alone. Yeah. So, yeah, Karen, um, pray for us. Um, Nigeria is no longer in the World Cup, so we can't pray for them. And well, we um, can pray what happened yesterday. We're definitely going to be praying about what happened yesterday and on Sunday. Did you know what happened on Sunday? Mm-hmm. In Plateau, like, uh, you know, people got burned or something um, about cows. Oh, I actually have that in my notes. Like, they literally, like, were attacking them because of meat or beef or whatever. And then yesterday, you know, a tanker blows up on a yeah. bridge and lives are lost. Yeah. And even in Maryland, like, there yeah, was a shooting, yeah. you know. Our world is going crazy right now. So let's just, as believers, agree together in prayer. Karen is a woman of God, a woman of prayer. So she's going to be leading us in prayer. Okay. I'm going to start with praying for our world, and then we're going to end up praying for our and then yes Um, release that anointing of freedom over them in jesus name amen okay heavenly father lord we just come before you right now god and we just um claim that you are the king of kings you are the lord of lord lord so everything that i'm saying right now lord i pray that it may go to you god and we know that you have the hope of the world lord and you have the ability to shift things god so right now lord we pray over all the lives that were lost in nigeria yesterday as well as sunday god we pray in the name of jesus that you will open the eyes of the government god lord that they will start leading in the ways that you have created um that you have mandated for um us to lead in this world god i pray right now lord that you will bring men and women of god that just loves you god and that love people and that will shift um just the government that will shift the policies in that country god i pray over the lives of each and every single person that was lost i pray over their families god whether it be a father or a cousin these are people's sisters and mothers god i pray that you are literally overwhelming their families with peace god but i pray that justice will be met lord that something like this will not happen again god that our eyes will be open and change will come in the name of jesus god lord i pray just for change in that whole country lord that we it does not have to be a continue to be a country that suffers lord you have brought so much wealth and just beauty in that country, God. And I pray that it may be revealed in the name of Jesus. God, I pray mm-hmm. that you will form leaders that will literally just shift the environment in that country, God. That people will know you, Lord. That more and more of your children will know who you are, God. I just really bind the spirit of like black magic and just ancestral religions out of that country, God. Mm-hmm. I pray, Lord, that people will know who you are, Lord. From the Muslims, they will literally encounter and experience you, God. And right now, I really just pray over our whole entire like African continent, Lord. Um, your children are suffering, God, but we know that you have an answer, Lord, and the answer is in you, God. So I pray that you will allow us to just come to you, Lord. I pray against hopelessness. I pray that people will just continue to have passion to change. Lord, I pray that we will never get to a place of stagnation where we just see a lot of death around us and not feel anything, God. I pray that you will continue to fuel us so that we may be the change in this world, God. I pray over my own state right now in Maryland, um, just that you cover the families that have lost from the shooting that happened yesterday, God. Lord, I pray that your peace would just overwhelm this place, God. But, Lord, we just cover right now this city. We cover this community. We cover this state with the blood of Jesus, Lord, that we will not continue to hear shootings after shootings after shootings, God, that the, the number of shootings will decrease in the name of Jesus, that people will know you, Lord, that that demonic spirit that is attacking people and pushing them to do things that are not of God, Lord, we bind that in the name of Jesus, God. We bind the spirit of death out of this place, out of this household, out of our own family, 
families, God. Mm-hmm. As we're in different places and we're moving back and forth and our loved ones and our families, God, are moving back and forth, Lord Jesus, I pray that you will protect their lives, God, that nothing shall come against them. And I pray for every single person that is listening right now, Lord Jesus, that you will protect their life, God, that you will bring them healing, that you will bring them peace, God, that whatever, whatever they may be going through, Lord Jesus, that you will just cover them. Lord, right now, we just pray over every single woman or man right now that is in a situation, whether relationship or friendship, that is not of your will, Lord. Right now, I break in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they will not feel bondage to this relationship, that they will not feel in the name of Jesus, that they have to stay in it for any sort of reason, God, that if you have called them out of it, Lord, I pray right now that you are finding a way for them to walk out that door, just like you helped me walk out of that door, God. I know that you... Um, are mighty Lord and you can provide for them you can provide solace to them you can provide peace to them you can provide just the comfort that they need and the strength and boldness that they need to walk out of it in the name of Jesus God I pray against any deterrent that is trying to come any obstacles that are trying to be set their way so that they may not break out of these relationships Lord I break those obstacles right now in the name of Jesus that nothing will be placed in front of them right now that they cannot jump over to just be in your will, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that as they're getting the strength and they're getting um, just the boldness to break out of what you have called them to come out of, Jesus, that you will literally just encompass them with your love, Lord, that they will not fall into some sort of pit of like hopelessness, that they will not feel sorry for themselves, that they will not feel, or just even fall in depression, God, because we know that's possible. I bind that in the name of Jesus, God. They will be, a, I pray that they will be able to walk in just your continual love, Lord, that you will send people in their life that will speak to them, that will nourish them, that will allow them to grow in the will of God, Lord. And I pray right now against shame. I pray against guilt, Lord, that they should not exist in their heart in the name of Jesus, that they shall know, Lord, that the best is yet to come, that you have more for them in the future than you had behind them in the name of Jesus, that they are able to walk in just your beautiful calling for their lives, God. Lord, I just ask that you cover each and every single person right now, Lord, that you just give them supernatural strength and supernatural abilities to literally just walk in your perfect world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was so good. Thank you so much for that. Um, So where can we find you on the internet? Okay, so you can search me at KarenYango.com or you can find me on Instagram at karen.yango and just stick tuned and pay attention to the instagram page because i'm having something come out very soon oh that's awesome and um hopefully you, we can come back and do this again yes please. because i had you here as a friend but i want to have you here as a blogger mm-hmm. mogul Business boss owner. babe mm. you know and yeah i really appreciate you agreeing to do this um you're awesome Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. And you can follow Pet at Pet underscore or at Pet Media. And if you want to find me on the internet, you can, I guess, if you know my real name. Second, let me stop playing. Uh, find me on Instagram at Oluwashi Yogundana and on Twitter at Miss Oluwashi. That's just M-S Oluwashi. I changed my name. Um, I finally found a name that, you know, I feel like vibes with me. You know, it's classy. You know, so yeah, Miss Olawashi on Twitter and on YouTube, Pepped. And yeah, let's get this up and popping. Thank you so much, Karen. Bye, y'all. Bye.